I can't believe the identity of H. Line of Duty. Oh my Can gosh, you believe it? I know. Wasn't it so exciting? Yeah. Oh, but yeah. wait a minute. I don't think Jack's seen it. Have you not seen it, Jack? No, I've not seen it, guys. I'll just tell you who it is. We're recording. H- we're, we're recording. We're recording. Fine, okay. John O'Connor and Ruth. Okay. Sank, cease, sank, cease, set, wheat. <laughs> That's good. Welcome to the Blackadder's Employment Team Podcast, where you have your very own employment lawyer in your pocket. This podcast is intended for managers and business owners and should keep you on the straight and narrow with your staff. This is the Lawpine Headlines season. We take a look at the stories making headlines and ask, is this case for real? How did the employer get away with that? And what is the law behind the headlines? This episode is brought to you by thepodcasthost.com, the ultimate how-to podcast resource on the web. They can help you with anything podcast-related, from planning and launching your show, to equipment and editing, to growing an audience, and even monetizing your show. Check out their free step-by-step guide on how to start your very own podcast at thepodcasthost.com slash start. Okay, so what have we learned so far this season? Jack, episode one, what have we covered in episode one? Episode one, we were talking about the Birchall test, the, yep. three, the three-part test for yep. unfair dismissal. Yep. Genuine belief. Yep. Check. Reasonable grounds. Check. Budget investigation is reasonable. Check. Well done, Sai. You can keep your accreditation for another few, five few, years. Few, few, <laughs> few. Okay. Episode three, more than episode three, Ruth Finn. Um, we covered reflection and remorse going a long way. Yes. Um, so admit your mistakes. I yes. apologise. Yes, yes. And Jack went deep, didn't he? Yeah. He went deep. Sometimes it's got to be done. Episode four, what was episode four, Jack? Episode four, we were speaking about um, the differences between wrongful dismissal oh, and right. unfair dismissal. That's right. Sort of breach of contract, claims mm-hmm. for no- notice pay and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Episode five, what episode five cover again? I can't remember. Episode five was like... Um, so that was somebody who <laughs> that was somebody who won their case on oh, misconduct right. allegation. That's right. that's However, right. their compensation was reduced because they'd contributed to their dismissal by that's their own conduct. Right. Blameworthy or couple conduct. Okay, today we talk about discrimination. Um, so today we talk about the case of Burton against Nuffield Health. This case involved a lot of claims of disability discrimination. Some might call it the scattergun approach oh, by the claimant. Good one, Jack where you tick every box on the claim form. Mm-hmm. Um, direct discrimination. Yes. Discrimination arising from disability. Yes. Victimisation. Yep. Failure to make reasonable adjustments. Yep. Um, and of course, harassment. Okay, so this podcast will focus on harassment. Harassment is unwanted conduct related to a practice characteristic which has the purpose or effect of causing a humiliating offensive, degrading, blah, 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 environment for the employee concerned. Is that fair? The key word, purpose or effect, the word or is very important. Exactly. So back to that. Good. Okay. So this case um, involves Miss Burton, doesn't it, Ruth? Um, Yes. She was employed as a personal fitness trainer with Nuffield Health. Um, and her job involved assisting clients in the gym and selling her services to them as a personal fitness trainer. Miss Burton suffers from General Anxiety Disorder, GAD. This disorder is triggered by a result of cleanliness and hygiene issues. Um, 
Miss Burton suffered from panic attacks and intrusive thinking, becoming upset and emotional. And prior to the commencement of her employment with Nuffield Health, Ms Burton had undergone a recruitment and interview process which resulted in a referral to Occupational Health. O-H. 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 You like that? Is it H from Line of Duty? (laughs) O-H. It's Line of Duty code. O-H advised Miss Burton's employers that she should not undertake hygiene-related tasks as this could be a trigger for her GAD. GAD. OH also advised that she should reduce her weekly hours from 32 to 24 and that her shifts should all be consecutive so that she could have sufficient time off in between shifts to manage her condition. Okay, that makes sense. Um, So she she started employment in May 2018 and at the end of May she was asked by one of her colleagues to pick up towels from the gym floor and these towels were sweat towels used by the gym members. Yuck! Watch about that. That's as yeah. yuckiest to me. It's yeah. very lazy. They should clean their own towels. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, but, so Miss uh, Burton had explained to her colleague that she couldn't pick them up. And then after a short exchange, her colleague suggested that she could use gloves, which Miss Burton refused. And in the end, the colleague picked up two towels, mockingly held them with their arms outstretched and said, you can do it like this. It's good for the deltoids. Where are the deltoids, Ruth? Shoulder, like the kind of rounded shoulder muscles at the top. Ah, okay. So good for the deltoids, Jack. There you go. These are the jokes, folks. eh? (laughs) It's not a joke. It was. It was for the manager. In any case, uh, Miss Burton's colleague had a discussion with uh, Miss Burton's manager, explained to the colleague that due to disability, she could not pick up sweaty towels. Miss Burton then took a sabbatical during the summer of 2018 on return from work. She had a new manager whose name was Ms. Norman. Stormin Norman. Stormin Ms. Norman. Um, and then in, later on that year, in August 2018, Ms. Norman emailed Ms. Burton about her return to work. And Miss Burton explained to Ms. Norman why she had undertaken limited hours on the advice from OH. Now, when Ms. Norman discovered this, she emailed Ms. Burton saying, Hi, Ali. Hi, Ali. Maybe it's best we discuss the mental health condition you are dealing with so I can better understand. You have three to four days of work in a row. Please explain why. This seems really unfair. Single question mark. Not not (laughs) five question marks like the last episode. (laughs) Okay, okay. So again, Ms. Burton's previous line manager explained to Ms. Norman that um, about Miss Burton's condition and the OH report and Miss Burton then returned to work with Nuffield Health again working for Miss Norman. Okay. In August 2018 Miss Norman was alleged to have said various things to Miss Burton. Things like why do you want to work in a gym if you're afraid of sweat? And secondly she said your decision to work in a gym given your mental health condition is akin to someone with a milk allergy choosing to work in Costa. Oof. Pretty harsh, some would say. Storming Norman, indeed. Yeah, exactly. Um, in any case, Miss Burton was allocated a new manager in September 2018. The manager's name was Mr. Bug. So Storming Norman turns to Mr. Bug. Anything funny to say about Mr. Bug, Jack? Um, the Bug's life? Does he like to sing music? <laughs> What's the relevant of that? I'm wondering where this is going. <laughs> oh, Jake Bug. Yes. Ah, you see that? I got it. I got it. 
In any case, Mr. Bug became Miss Norman's new manager. And so, uh, Mr. Bug was keen to arrange a one-to-one with Miss Burton. And to that effect, in November 2018, he sent an email to Miss Burton trying to get her availability for a meeting on either a Thursday or a Friday. She duly responded by email saying, I have a busy evening tonight, Thursday, and then I'll be really tired tomorrow, Friday. I know you are not in at the weekend, so she suggested Monday as an alternative. Mr. Bug didn't even respond. Classic Bug, isn't it? Classic Jake Bug. Bug Bug-like (laughs) behaviour. Then Ms. Burton, on her own volition, went into the gym one day to train in her own spare time, which is something she was in the habit of doing to assist to keep her mental health on an even keel. So that was on the Thursday of her email. And at the end of her training session, Unannounced, Mr. Bug approached her and spoke to her in an abrupt and confrontational manner, asking her to come and find him in his office when she was finished working out. That's a bit mean, isn't it, Mr. Bug, to kind of approach Miss Norman when Miss Miss Burton, sorry, yeah. when she told him she wasn't available. Yeah, it's about. I mean, she was on her day off. I know. So that was a bit of an intrusion, in my view. Imagine me saying to you, "Come in on a Saturday to come and work." I know, that's like me being fishing one day and you swaggering down to the banks. Remember that time it happened, yeah? Throwing a file at me. (laughs) (laughs) In any case, move on, move on. So, what happened after that was Miss Burton did go to Mr Bug's office and Mr Bug had also arranged for the duty manager to be present as well. So it was a two-on-one situation. That sounds, again, pretty unfair, isn't it? Yeah. It's almost akin to an ambush. Yeah, I agree. Some would say. Well, after the meeting with Mr. Bug and the duty manager, Miss Burton uh, said that it was extremely stressful and she left the building never to return to work again. Wow, wow, wee wow. Miss Burton resigned, lodged a grievance, and then lodged a claim for discrimination. There we are. So, um, what should the headline be for this set of circumstances, do you think? Ruth, what's your view as the headline? What should the headline mean for this case? Um, job that gives Miss Burton the sweats. Oh, that's pretty good, isn't <laughs> Although it? Although she didn't have the sweats, so oh, maybe not true. that good. Okay. How's about, oh my God, open brackets, general anxiety disorder. That's Close much brackets. better than mine. Much better. <laughs> that's good. Like oh my God. i got a better one for you guys. What's yours then? Pick up your own goddamn towels. <laughs> oh, there we go. That's oh, the winner. Oh, <laughs> I, I think Ruth's one. No, no, Jack's one. bottom of the pile, definitely. Jack, that's good. That's great, Jack. Okay, what was the actual headline in this case saying? Ruth? Gym trainer with fear of sweat wins disability claim after refusing to pick up dirty towels. It's rubbish, isn't it? Yeah. I prefer Jack's one. It's a thought-provoking headline, that. <laughs> I think mine was even better than that, and that's saying something. So. <laughs> okay, so what was during this tribunal hearing then? What points were considered? So during the claim, um, Ms Burton was successful on various grounds of discrimination, but we're going to focus on the harassment element, as you said, Sai. Okay. And so the question asked by the tribunal, just remind ourselves of the test that you outlined, Sai. <laughs> Did Ms Burton suffer unwanted conduct, which had the purpose or effect of violating her dignity, creating an intimidating, hostile, offensive, degrading environment for her? Okay. So what is this a basis of disability? 
What disability defined as then, Ruth, in the Act? So it is, a disability is defined as a mental or physical impairment which has a long-term adverse effect on an employee's day-to-day activities. Okay, so in this case, Miss Burton didn't take medication for her GAD. However, she had the condition for a number of years and it resulted in her suffering from a loss of energy and disturbed sleep. In this case, Nuffield Health didn't dispute her disability. So in that case, it came, it went without any question mark about her disability. So that satisfied the first test, I suppose, she does have a disability. So they decided they didn't, didn't even want to argue the point. Exactly. Nuffield Health. They exactly. Just, they just agreed that she was disabled. Exactly. Um, and then moving on from that, the tribunal found that when Ms Burton explained that she was unable to clear away used towels from the gym, gym floor, her colleagues did respond in a mocking and humiliating manner. Mm-hmm. And so the purpose might well have been banter. Was that banter? It was, it was kind of funny, wasn't it? I mean, to say it was scintillating, but... <laughs> um, I'm not sure people in glass houses should be lobbing stones. Well, that's very true, Jack. Very true, um, very true. So it may have been banter, or that may have been the intention. She didn't intend to offend Miss Burton, but the crucial second part of the test was the effect was very clear to cause distress. She was distressed. To Miss Burton? Yeah, to Miss Burton. Okay, that covers the first incident. Um, and then I think looking at Miss Norman's email exchange, the tribunal was struck by Miss Norman's reference to unfairness, which seemed an inappropriate word to use in response to raising um, the mental health issue um, for Miss Burton. That's fair, mm-hmm. that's fair. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, the tribunal also found it was clear from that email that Miss Norman was very much focused on putting the rota arrangement in place rather than Miss Burton's health and, and kind of helping her. Okay. And the other issue which was discussed in this hearing was Miss Norman's comments about working in Costa with a milk allergy. So at the hearing, Miss Norman denied making that comment. She said, I'll do an impression, Michelle. I didn't say that because I'm not a coffee person. Even, even if I do visit Costa, I have my coffee black. Good impression? Good impression, sorry. <laughs> Good impression. It's a bit of a hollow excuse on her part, I think. Totally. The tribunal found actually they didn't believe um, the comment wasn't made and they believe that the comment was made, it was too um, specific for it to be made up by Miss Burton. And again, they found the fact that Mr. Bug had forced uh, or ambushed Miss Burton into having this meeting was another issue of harassment. And this was particularly true given the fact that she'd been clear in her email that um, that she was not available for a meeting afterwards. Um, and again, the fact that he involved another manager as well made it even more heavy-handed and, yeah, okay. and equal to harassment. Okay, so the claim was successful. A number of grounds on the post on harassment today. Okay, so what are our three takeaway tips? Um, tip one, I think, um, Nuffield went the expense of getting an OH report. Therefore, they should have been telling the managers about this OH report and telling them about Miss Burton's condition. To go through the expense of getting an OH report, make sure it's attributed amongst your managers is the first, I think, takeaway tip. Tip number two, Ruth. So when you're looking at harassment, make sure you are considering purpose or effect of the conduct. It's not just what you actually do. The effect of it can be taken into account. Good. Tip three, Jack. Tip three, I would say, in this case, um, it was interesting the employer didn't bother to plead the all reasonable steps defence. Hmm. Maybe that was a wise move because it, it is a notoriously difficult defence to run for an employer. 
if they've got to show that they've taken both proactive and reactive steps to stop a particular event of harassment having taken place. Good. Okay, so that concludes episode six of season six. Thanks very much for listening to this podcast. Do me a massive favour. Go and tell three of your friends who like HR and employment law. And Bants. And Bants. <laughs> um, not scintillating Bants, but low-threshold low Bants. Uh, and perhaps, if they haven't listened to our podcast before, I think that they'll love Employment Lawyer in your pocket. Will they love it, do you think? Yes. It's what not, what's not to love. Um, and again, tell them to subscribe to on iTunes or Spotify or their podcast host. That concludes episode six. Cheers and cheerio. Cheers, guys. Au revoir.